hello hello welcome back to the goddess nurture show this is brit how are you babe today mixing things up a little bit doing something a little different i'm gonna be answering a question from a i don't even know what to call it <laughs> a writer in i guess like um i've gotten a question i've gotten a bunch of questions but i've never actually thought to do this before um from a potential client people on instagram emails to just get questions thrown at me um and scenarios and then like you know consults and things like that and so i want to start actually like using some of these and um because i'm sure that the answers well first of all the problems quote unquote are not unique you know we're all dealing with different versions of all these things like all the time and so i know that this could benefit someone outside of just that one person in that conversation that i had with them um or would have with them so yeah the first one kind of testing this out today is from a woman who wrote me asking basically why am i not happy okay so we're going to form this in a dear brit type of thing <laughs> dear Brit this is the life that I wanted so why am I not happy all right dear Brit I'm a stay-at-home mom with two little ones at one point I was an entrepreneur with my own business but I gave it up to be a stay-at-home mom soon I'll be going back to work helping my husband in his business which to be fair he says is ours but I don't feel that way I find myself feeling frustrated and overwhelmed a lot my confidence, I think, is low because of the transition from entrepreneur to now being a stay-at-home mom. I didn't struggle with confidence until I got married and had a baby. I'm in a bad mood all the time, and I just want to go back to being a happy person. I have my person. I know he needs me. I have my person, and I know that he needs me. But I feel like I'm in mommy mode all the time, even with him. I'm checked out and just existing not living, and even find myself getting short with my four-year-old. I'm into spirituality and trying to embrace my weirdness or what others may deem as being weird about me, but it's a challenge because I struggle with my identity too since becoming a stay-at-home mom. I grew up poor and used to pray to not end up like my own mom, who was miserable. So I realize that we are extremely blessed and that again, these were my choices. I say all this to say, if this is the life that I wanted and chose, why am I not happy? Okay, wow. So I know that so many of us can relate to that, right? I know it's parts that I could for sure. First of all, congratulations to you. Not only the woman that wrote me this, but if you are in this, in this situation, in this boat, congratulations if you can really put this into words and express this in such a vulnerable way because so many of us struggle to even do that you know to even allow ourselves to admit half of what she just did so bravo right there is quite a lot to unpack here uh when it comes to her specific situation but i'll focus on the key points as i know many people can relate to this situation even if the details vary slightly okay so the main question here is why am I not happy? I chose this. It wasn't like I was forced into this life. 
So then why am I so unhappy? Well, first of all, I don't think we're talking enough about the pandemic and how a pandemic will affect the mental health of even like the most free, (laughs) single, you know, unburdened person, right? Much less a wife and mother of two small children. You, my love, seem to be struggling with a classic case of emotional exhaustion, possibly mommy slash marriage burnouts, which kind of develops after chronic emotional exhaustion is just left unaddressed, unexpressed, likely suppressed. All right. So in addition to the stress of a pandemic, I also don't think we talk enough about that. I don't think we talk enough about all the emotional work that goes into being a wife and a mother or, you know, a partner, longtime partner and a mom. On top of that, a stay-at-home mom. And then on top of that, a stay-at-home mom who never really intended to be a stay-at-home mom, you know, leaving behind your entrepreneur journey or pausing it. And is now trying to find herself again in the midst of all of her responsibilities at home. I know one, well, let's just say this. I don't think many people like to talk about these things. (laughs) Um, We like to focus on the amazing parts of marriage and motherhood. And um, it is, it's a lot of amazing parts, but there are also some really hard parts. And this is one of them. So it's really unfair for us to only focus on the light and never the shadow. These are a lot of responsibilities and they take a lot of work, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual work, all right? We are providing for and caring for little humans while also trying to do the same for ourselves when we don't even have it together. So we don't talk about it enough. And it's it's a very real and very hard situation for a lot of women. And then it also sounds like you're being lovingly (laughs) lovingly nudged convinced to once again forego your personal sense of purpose to play yet another support role in your household and to your partner when it comes to his business that you don't feel like is yours also so that's also hurtful and of course as the loving supportive wife you want to do what you can to support your husband and make sure that you know you guys are continuing to grow continuing to solidify that foundation and then of course you know to some degree you're going to be left feeling a little a little hmm again once again neglected within this situation let's call it what it is so one thing to consider here and y'all excuse all of the like wildlife noises (laughs) i'm outside in florida and there's a lot of stuff going on So hopefully it's not as loud as it seems for me. But one thing to consider here, though this may have been the life you wanted, as you said a few times, it may prove worth it to stop and consider why that is, all right? What led you into this life and to the decisions that you've made? Because even if that were true at one point, it doesn't sound quite like, in its current state anyway, this is the life you want now. Your frustration, your overwhelm, 
the mood changes, your lack of confidence, these are all symptoms of bigger issues. Of course, one of them being emotional exhaustion, which we just talked about. But another being the inner battle, that struggle, that's probably been going on within you for quite some time. It sounds to me like you're officially exhausted. You're just wiped from fighting yourself and living in a constant state of division within yourself. Please be mindful, once again, this is not just a you problem, boo. A lot of us find ourselves in the same boat at one point or another. But what it all boils down to is like, number one, that constant state of division is throwing you out of alignment. And as a result, you're not living in integrity, true integrity. And when I say integrity, I'm not talking about like the moral high ground that comes to mind when we think about integrity usually. I'm talking about integration, living an integrated life, being aware of your personal truth, your values, needs, desires, your, your soul yearnings, talents, your gifts, strengths, things that have probably been neglected. They're longing to come to the surface. They want to be seen. You want to be living a more truthful life. Your personal vision of fulfillment as an individual, well, that deserves to be honored too. We embody this awareness and we integrate our truth through sacred choices. Now, this term came from Crystal Nani, I believe is how you say her name, or Nanny, author of the book. <laughs> Maybe just look up the book, Sacred Choices, Thinking Outside the Tribe to Heal Your Spirit. Sacred choices, though, are about making the decisions that are in alignment with who you are. And of course, we can't just make completely selfish choices all the time. We do have other people to take into consideration as moms and wives, especially. But there's a big difference between making completely selfish choices all the time and then completely like abandoning and betraying yourself every single day, even if you're just doing so by keeping your silence. All right. The second thing I would look at here is the way you're choosing to experience your life in the present moment. This has a lot to do with how you're going to feel and how happy specifically you will feel. So let's talk about alignment really quick. The fact is, many of us are living out of alignment and thus out of personal integrity because of the information we've been using to make our most life-impacting and life-shaping choices. What we've been taught happiness and success looks like for example from caregivers growing up and then by society or what we as women are conditioned to believe it looks like to be worthy and to be a good woman a good wife or partner a mother by those same caregivers or society even our partners right who may not always you know consciously it's not like they're doing it out of a bad place but we have these ideas and set beliefs about what that looks like then we have fears and traumas that we've allowed to shape our lives without even realizing it. And this is true for so many people. For example, many people make their biggest life choices based on experiences they want to avoid and are thus running from. Not necessarily what the soul truly desires or what they feel pulled towards, okay? 
So a lot of us, again, are making choices based off of what we want to avoid, what we're running from, not necessarily based off of what we feel called to go towards. In this case, if you grew up poor, like you said, and you prayed not to be like your mother, well, that's a fear. It's a fear and an experience that you were likely running from ever since you were a kid, and that led you to make certain choices. But now, you're not that kid anymore, and you still find yourself unhappy, which means they might not have been the most sacred choices along the way. It's easy to get caught up in the cycle of making fear-based decisions, especially when coming from an environment that, I mean, really was made up of extreme lack and poor attachment. The thing is, just because we may have outrun a fear doesn't mean we ran into the direction of what's most right and true for us. To avoid one's history doesn't necessarily mean to go towards one's destiny, okay? Those are two completely different things. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you made the wrong choice, okay? Like, you've made a whole bunch of wrong choices in your life <laughs> and getting married and becoming a mom or pausing your entrepreneurial journey. Those were decisions you made from the heart at the time and with pure intentions, which is something that you need to keep in mind, However, running from fear was a strategy that you used to avoid difficult childhood experiences. And this is conditioned behavior that started when you were young and continues to hinder the fullness of your experience as an adult. So it's time to recognize those strategies, that strategy as something that you used to protect yourself in childhood and something that can now be discarded because it's not working for you. You've outgrown the strategy but you're still using it because you haven't learned what to use in its place, right? Therefore, unhappiness. Now, if you are willing, you may start to see other areas of your life where you unconsciously avoid the truth of your experience because you don't want to feel those same uncomfortable feelings you used to have as a child, right? You don't want to be triggered in that way. So, you might find yourself avoiding your inner voice or just not listening to it, right? Ignoring your inner voice, um, avoiding having a difficult conversation or rocking the boat at home. I get it. The thing is, the more out of alignment we get, it doesn't get any easier. That just means we drift further and further away from our integrity. And the more we remain in that war within ourselves, the heavier we feel, the more exhausted we become, the more frustrated we become. And then people outside of us don't really get it because they don't know what's going on within you, right? Because you're probably not talking about it. So either way, you're going to be uncomfortable. There is no getting around that. The difference in strategy is going to determine whether something good comes from this discomfort and that you begin to live a more fulfilling and satisfying life, however that looks. Or if you continue on in disease, right? And you um, impart these same subconscious fears into your kids. These lessons, lessons of a sad, unfulfilled mom, 
unfulfilled or unsatisfied or, you know, um, resentful wife. You allow the resentment to eat at the foundation of your marriage and eventually transition from this realm into a lot with a lot of regrets. I just got really dark (laughs) really fast, but it's true. And sometimes we just need to like really hear it for what it is, like see the road ahead of us, you know, if we continue down this path. We feel heavy and unhappy in the lives that we've chosen because some of us entered those lives or made so many choices in those lives from a place of fear, despair, and lack. Even feeling unworthy. Some of us simply evolve though from that place and with that evolution and newfound self-awareness, we then begin to change our minds, our values, or just our willingness to own those values that we probably actually had for quite a long time. It starts to become more pronounced. Often we're beginning to feel the effects of fighting with ourselves and betraying ourselves because we refuse to skillfully engage in our lives skillfully and powerfully taking the challenging yet necessary and rewarding actions it takes to have a more joyful peaceful experience okay so let's move forward into that second part there the way you choose to experience your life which is also key to your happiness think about it In every single moment, we have a choice about how we are going to interpret our life's content and how large of a scale we're going to actually apply that interpretation. So like, you know, some people, something happens, you know, you you drop a a mug on the floor, right? In the morning, you're you're getting your coffee and you drop the mug on the floor. And for some people, they're like, oh my gosh immediately the negative self-talk starts in and you start just like shaming yourself and blaming yourself and make yourself feel so bad oh my gosh i am the worst person ever i am so clumsy like what is wrong with me i am always doing this that was my favorite mug i can't do anything right you know like that kind of thinking or even projecting that onto somebody else so maybe your husband or your one of your kids And it all of a sudden becomes like this huge cloud because all of a sudden now one moment turns into you are doomed for life. You're doomed within this relationship with this incompetent person, whether that's you being the incompetent person or like your partner. You're doomed with these like clumsy kids who are going to ruin your life and they're going to like waste all of your money because you have to replace everything that they break. But I mean, how how about that moment? Just like say that moment. (laughs) How about you don't berate yourself with all these negativities? So that's just an example, but we all do that like in so many areas of our lives so often throughout every day. How often do you make these like really negative generalities about yourself or about somebody else? Trying to collect all this evidence from the past to affirm this this belief here so that you can ride its wave and feel really down and and upset angry anxious 
all because you've created this storyline, this drama, the young and the restless in your head about this thing that's happened. In every moment, we have to take responsibility of how we choose to interpret our life's content. So if you've been telling yourself a story about the events of your life, how certain decisions have led you to this point, how those decisions are continuing to impact your well-being and your mood, it's time to let that go. That's gonna take time because it is a conditioned response. But honestly, this is just a story you're telling yourself to keep from having to take a more empowered stance in the shaping of your life and your reality. The past, as much as we like to, t- to call on it and talk about it, has nothing to do with how we show up today. It really, really doesn't. All it takes to show up differently in your day-to-day life is some intention. It's, it's having the decision, making the decision, right? Setting the intention and be- being willing to show up differently. We show up the way we do because we make the choice to do so, to do that, whatever that is regardless of what happened in the past and many many days we've grown accustomed to showing up in this particular way we can always choose a new outlook and a new experience in this moment and this becomes easier once we change the narrative of what happiness is supposed to look like of how other people are hindering us from experiencing it and where we need to get in life where we need to be in order to experience happiness, allowing ourselves to have a little bit of joy. We have to do all these things. Why? Well, we gotta check off all these boxes to have some happiness. It's like when a woman tells me, and I hear this all the time, that she has a lot of work to do before she's able to be ready for love, before she can feel ready for love, before she can actually feel lovable is what she's saying. And I'm just like, woman, you are worthy of love right now like in this moment you are lovable right here now your happiness your worthiness is not on layaway it cannot be contingent upon more self-improvement more spiritual growth external factors like other people you know realizing that they like wronged you in some way like when i get an apology from that person then i'll feel worthy of love or future goals When I have six, seven figures in my business, I'll feel worthy of love. That's no. First of all, these things don't even exist. They don't exist in your present situation. So if you're going to base your happiness on arbitrary things that have no existence clearly, (laughs) they have no starting point, stopping point, how will you ever win your happiness or worth prize? These thoughts are coming from a deep-seated fear of not being good enough. But that's not true. So you have to stop choosing to see life as, you know, a burden. You have to opt out of that. You have to choose to stop seeing happiness as a pain-free limit free existence you're never gonna have that i'm never gonna have that it just doesn't exist for anybody instead 
Try getting introspective on which burdens are worth carrying. Carry them with honor and love and grace and begin to show them kindness because you have chosen them from an open heart. And that's not gonna be all your burdens. Some of them can definitely go. <laughs> Some can go. But you have to decide which ones those are. If those are expectations of other people, of yourself, things that you feel forced to do that you just don't want to do because you just you you just don't want to, you shouldn't have to. You don't need to, you can you pay somebody else to do it, whatever. Why do we feel the need to carry so many excess burdens? Not everything you carry is necessary. Get rid of the ones that aren't worth carrying, that are causing you unnecessary suffering and pain and frustration, okay? You have to give yourself permission to be lighter. Be careful of the way you interpret events and then start internalizing them as meaning something for you. Internalizing the messaging. The truth is, all of us are really self-absorbed, <laughs> especially in today's day and age with social media and everything like that. Like we just have so many opportunities to be self-absorbed, it's not even funny. We are so consumed with our own lives and our own dramas and we literally go around with these plays in our heads all day, every day. Regardless of how much we say we don't want drama, we literally like keep it going in our brains, in our minds all the time just think about it I know you have a drama in your head right now I want you to just consciously think about what it is right now what have you been obsessing over stressing over um, uh, victimizing yourself over and what is your point why are you so invested in this drama something to think about I'm going to continue. <laughs> We're invested in our dramas. And so we feed them. We make them bigger. Louder. We feed them our intention. Our attention, not intention. Until they become our internal bullies. Just punking us around. Making us react. Really, we're reacting to nothing but ourselves. Constantly reminding us how much we suck, how unhappy we are, how much more money we should have, how long we should be in a relationship by now, how many more kids we should have, how many vacations we should have gone on this year. Why would we want that? I'll tell you why. Because we like drama. Let's just be real. Life without a little bit of drama is just boring. It's boring. <laughs> For real, think about it. You are, this, this woman, you, I'm talking to you, but this is going to apply to a lot of people. You are in a beautiful, stable relationship. You are beautiful. You're healthy or mostly health, healthy, I'm assuming, right? With a husband and kids who love you. Many women would kill for that life. I'm not saying that to shame you. Because listen, on the flip side, I'm sure you feel sometimes you'd kill for the life of a successful single woman that can literally do whatever she wants and doesn't have to answer to anybody. At least for a week, how about that? <laughs> At least for a little while. Both lifestyles have their own sets of problems, okay? You have the married lady with kids problems and she has the single lady problems. 
both also have amazing benefits. Both women can be amazingly happy or amazingly insecure, amazingly miserable exactly where they are at. It is not about where they are. It's not about what they have. It's about their interpretation. So many of us will be largely satisfied with our lives with a little more meditation, gratitude, a lot more conscious decision-making and a lot less social media, external pressures. It's an ugly beast that's constantly forcing us to reevaluate ourselves, our lives, our good things in the light of other people's good things. How confident am I compared to this person? How much further am I on my entrepreneurial journey than that person? How much more photogenic am I than this person? Or how much more photogenic are they than me? You know, like just the constant comparisons, even we don't, we don't realize it. It's unconscious at this point. That's literally the whole basis. Also, we're happiest when we can figure out how to end this division within ourselves by making sacred choices that are self-honoring, that are self-claiming and in alignment with the kind of lives that we want, that we want to experience, the kind of people that we want to be. Part of this is me hearing you say that I'm not the woman that I thought I would be or that I wanted to be. And I'm so frustrated and I'm so tired, I just don't know what to do. Well, you start choosing today. And you opt out of the linear thinking that's always asking, well, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not who I want to be. I'm not blah, blah, blah. So what does that say about me? What does that mean about me? This thinking drives us crazy, especially as women. It drives us mad. Listen, you are exactly where you need to be, first of all. You are. This is your journey. Love your journey. Love up on your journey no matter how it looks. We got to. And sometimes an event can just be an event. Sometimes a period of time in our lives can just be a period of time in our lives, a season, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to always be here feeling this way, carrying all this weight, answering to this person or whatever, especially if we can start to use the information that we have to do something about it, to manifest a different outcome. Sometimes an emotion is just that. It's just a fleeting feeling. And it doesn't have to color the entirety of your day, your week, your month. It doesn't have to turn your life into a soap opera. Just as it came, we have to learn how to let it go. Sometimes life tosses us around as life tends to do. And it isn't always about us as in something that's like a personal attack. Most times it's not, even if it does affect us. We become more joyful people when we learn to not take everything so personally and to step away from the content, the people, the other external factors that perpetuate neurotic patterns within us that feed the ego in the most negative way.
when we do this and we back away from those things that feed our neuroses, we can approach our lives and ourselves with more openness, kindness, grace. So a few actual tips before we wrap up about what I would do in this situation if I were you, I would first I would take some time away, okay? To introspect and recenter if possible, especially if you resonate with being emotionally exhausted or worse, suffering from marriage or mommy burnout, which I fear you might be. Take some time, even if it's just a couple days, a two-day weekend alone in a hotel room on the other side of town with a thing of Haagen-Dazs and your Netflix. You just need an actual break where people aren't asking things from you for just a little bit, right? Secondly, because of the intense feelings of frustration, resentment, and sadness that can linger below the surface of that emotional exhaustion, these birds are going in. (laughs) It may also be a good idea to start seeing a therapist, a coach, or some other type of professional with experience in this type of healing before you get to the point of doing or saying something that you might regret, okay? Remember, these are your people and you love them. You're just really, really tired and self-care deprived, okay? Next, schedule some me time every day. I feel like this bird is competing with me. What the heck? (laughs) He's like, yo, yo, chick, you in my territory, okay? You want to come on here and record underneath the trees? Well, hey, we here. What's up? Anyway, (laughs) schedule some me time every day. He's literally right above my car. This is going to be for your own spiritual and emotional growth. Try getting up 30 to 60 minutes before everybody else so that you can read, meditate, drink your tea, pray, journal, work out, whatever you you need to cater to your needs before getting... Okay. Before getting pulled in all these other directions by all these other people. Okay. Next, embrace the fact that there is no such thing as an easy, disturbance-free life. And also embrace the worthy disturbances. Practice loving kindness towards yourself by opting out of any drama that you may be feeding currently in your life. Next, (laughs) sit with the question, especially regarding your next steps in work, If I knew that I was going to be completely supported in what I did next, what would I do? Okay. Sit with that. Meditate on it. Pray on it. And then once you come up with the answer, I'd like you to share that with your husband and perhaps come to some type of compromise here. Lastly, if you can afford it, get some help taking care of these kids and or your household chores. All right. Just because we're strong women doesn't mean we have to do everything on our own. It is not weak to ask for help. Okay, my love, that's it for today. I hope this helped somebody out there. If you got some value from today, please go ahead and follow the podcast. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like the video if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're feeling stuck at a particular place in your journey, I love to help in any way I can. So feel free to send me your question, your situation, whatever, to the goddessnurture at gmail.com.
until next time babe be good to your heart fan that inner flame and remember to just love Mwah. see you later